once we know our purpose, it's a game changer because we, you know, you have something and you know what that something is and you know what you have to offer. And I think that's what, that what, that is what will help us to not feel like we have to compare or measure up to someone else because there is a unique identity for us and there's something unique inside of us. We just have to find it. with your host, Rob Elder. I'm joined today by my good buddy, Doug Hummer, and my other good buddy, Devin Jones. This is our first episode of the live podcast, and we are really, really excited about it. Doug, this is not our first time doing something like this together. No, no, Rob. Uh, we did some radio back in the day. We did some radio back in the day. Um yeah, it was quite an experience. Yep, back in Danville, Illinois. Why were we called in for that show? Seems kind of odd that they would want us. Well, what I do remember is we couldn't find the place, first of all, I think. Um, maybe it was hidden somewhere in the sticks of uh, rural Danville, but uh, we showed up to this building. Did that have something to do with uh, the project we were working on that on that design project? Design project. Yeah, it may, we did a Doug and I used to do a youth and college event that was once a month a special event where uh, students from around the city gathered to seek God on a Friday night, which was a really cool thing. I think it was about the Zion project. We also, if I remember right, when we were we were driving out in the country to find this place. Um, I think we got there and they like slammed us into the chairs and we just like didn't really get any training or anything. <laughs> no, I, I, I imagine that's kind of their protocol there, but it was pretty fun. I don't even remember what station it was on. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't it was one that anyone had ever heard before. <laughs> it wasn't doing very well. So we were not the ratings boost that they needed, I don't think. But I don't know, Rob. I felt very important when we did that. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, I, I became official at that point in time, so... The, the thing I remember about it, and this is this is what makes this so cool to me, is that I remember when it was done, I was like, Doug, we need to start a radio show. Yep, yep. We need to start. And at the time, we were doing youth ministry. And so, you know, we were thinking about how we could do something to tie in with uh, the ministry that we had going on and with students. And But uh, but I can't believe we're here today. Nope, here we are, man. We have reached the pinnacle of uh, broadcasting and... We're changing the world right now. We're making history. We're changing Day the world. Day one. Well, let's get started. I want to let the listeners know a little bit about what this show is going to be about and why we started it. Uh, the name of the show is a live podcast, and live is the name of a church plant that uh, I'm going to be a part of here in Indianapolis. Uh, Devin's also going to be a part of that. Devin, 
moved up here from Knoxville, Tennessee to join us uh, in planting that. So we're really excited about that. And this podcast is going to be a way for us to share some of the things that God is doing with us during the church plant journey, uh, things that God is showing us, teaching us, ways that we're being challenged, people's lives that we're getting involved with, and, and to share some of those stories. And my hope is, is that this will be entertaining, inspirational, and challenging for, uh, for the listeners to take this and to turn this into something positive in their own lives. I think each one of us has something that God is doing in our heart, and I think that we all want to grow closer to God, and we want to learn more about what He wants to do in our lives. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity to put the challenge out that it's not going to be about us, and that we are going to make it about making a difference in this world. And so uh, kind of one of the main themes of this show is going to be changing the world, which is the main vision for the church plant that we're doing. So uh, I'm going to dive in and just give everybody a little bit of some of the topics that we're going to be covering, and I'm going to let you in on a little bit of the format. This is going to be kind of an intro show and then we have, uh, then I'll bring Doug and, and Devin back in, and we're going to talk a little bit about today's topic, which is changing the world. So this show, we're going to cover worship, uh, worship, uh, how to worship, the heart of worship. We're going to talk about disciplines of worship. We're going to talk about hearing from God and so much more. Worship is a huge part of making a difference in the world. We have to have a strong relationship with God. We've got to be able to connect with Him. We've got to know where he is in our life, what position he is in our life. We have to make him number one. And ultimately, we, we exist for his glory. And so we want to make sure that we learn as much as we can about worship. We're going to be talking about identity. Identity is a big one. Um, I feel, um, you know, I'll bring you in on this one, Doug, but I feel, uh, you know, both of us have worked with uh, a lot of different uh, age groups and We've worked with a lot of different people in ministry, but I feel like identity is something that a lot of people don't have. Like they don't understand, you know, what, you know, who God made them to be and what God has for their life. And I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a big deal. What do you think? Uh, absolutely critical to know who you are. I think it's uh, a challenge that we all uh, work through, especially early on in our lives. And uh, it's just absolutely critical. So I think this is a very, very important topic that we're going to be discussing. Is it even possible to figure out who you are? Yeah, absolutely. And it is. And we're gonna, we'll talk more about that. So we'll talk about how God designed each one of us, uh, why, you know, why, what he has for us to do uh, in our lifetime. We're going to discover how he's made each of us unique and the unique part that we have to play into the bigger picture of what God is doing. And then we're going to also talk about mission and purpose, and this is a big one for me. Um, I, uh, well, they're all big to me. That's why that's why we're talking about them. But for me, it's uh, you know a church without a mission, a person without a mission, is just existing. And without a purpose, without a mission, without something that you're going after, I just feel like you're stuck, and you're and you're just treading water. You're not you're not making a difference. And Jesus was a world changer. You know, Jesus shows up on the scene and the calendar starts over. That's I mean, right. that's that's a big deal. And 
Um, and we want to learn more about the mission and the purpose that God has for our individual lives, how to get on purpose, how to live out the mission that God has in our lives. Um, why, you know, why are we the way that we are and what purpose does that play in what God has for our life? Uh, another topic we're going to be talking about is serving and how to use the gifts that God is giving you. Uh, and then the last topic that's going to be a big one for us is just going to be the idea of changing the world that every person has a mandate from God to make a difference. And I think sometimes we'll, we're going to dive into this topic a little bit deeper today, but I do think that sometimes we think that changing the world is too big to be a part of. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more as the show develops. So those are some of the topics we're going to be discussing. Uh, I also want to let you know a little bit about the format. We are not going to be restricted on time. This is not a TV show. This is not airing on the radio. So we're just going to cover it the way that it needs to be covered. Whatever we're talking about, we're not going to artificially set a deadline of when to end the show. But in general, the shows will be about 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, it's it's going to be on iTunes, so you'll be able to subscribe to that. Um, and then on top of that, we will... You know, like I said, we're just going to discuss until the topic is finished. We would love it for people to bring friends and, and for this to be something that you can discuss with your friends. So when we're when we're bringing up topics of how to grow and uh, we're going to there's going to be a lot of we've I mean, we've already got like 30 different topics planned out for the show. So uh, we know a little bit about where we're going over the course of this year. And I think it's going to be real exciting to try these out. I think it's going to be something. I think some of these ideas are things you're going to want to discuss with people, maybe people in your office, maybe family members, maybe somebody, you know, if you have a roommate or uh, if you have friends, you know, this is something that you guys can listen to individually, get together and then talk about what God's doing in your life. So the format is basically going to be, you know, however long it needs to be. We hope that you guys will want to bring people to the show uh, and really the listeners are going to be a big part of this show. Um, we're going to work on uh, creating formats for you guys to be able to write in questions uh, and to participate in the show. And so we want this to be your show as much as is our show. Uh, the show is uh, also going to be a, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a documentary. Um, it's going to be the journey, the development, the process of how to start a church. Um, we will be talking and using examples of conversations that we are having about church planting and we will be discussing some of the challenges that we face. We'll be discussing, you know, some of the people that we're meeting as well. And we want this to be a fun atmosphere for you guys as well. So this is something that is going to evolve and grow uh, as you guys get to know us and we share some of our life with you. Um, we want you to enjoy it and be able to uh, give back as well. I really, I really want this to be something where you, the listener, have the opportunity to join in with us. And so, you know, if you feel like you're the kind of person where you want your life to count, uh, you want your life to be meaningful, you want your life to, to represent something bigger than yourself, you're going to feel like this is your show. You're going to be like, man, I am around the right people. Um, if you feel like, you know, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care about other people. You know, you're just, you know, you're just into your own thing and you're, you're on your own track. You know, this may not be the show for you unless you want to change that. 
uh, because this is this is going to be big dreams. This is going to be about uh, making plans and doing something. Um, so, you know, I just want to put it out there that, you know, if you're that kind of person, you have found the right group of people. Um, if you want other people to be a part of something bigger and you want to be an influence and you want to be a leader and you want to make a difference, this show is going to be your type of show. So without further ado, now that you know a little bit about the show and the format and why we're doing it, we're going to jump into today's topic. Today's topic is changing the world. Um, my friend Doug Hummer is going to be co-hosting with me. Uh, like I said, Devin Jones will also be on the mic from time to time. He's our production manager and he's going to be making sure that we do a good job and that the audio records and he does, he's going to do a lot of behind the scenes work as well. So I just want to say a big welcome to Doug Hummer. Welcome to the mm. show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks There's for having me. There's only two of us, so the clap <laughs> is not as exciting. Well, we can edit the applause in later maybe. Yeah, we'll do a big one Yeah, when we, when we edit it. It'll be... <laughs> What? How big do you want it to be? You want to be like stadium or? Yeah, man. Uh, like a rally, you know, just uh, you know, lots of chance. Yeah, big chance. Duh. Some signs. I'd appreciate some signs, maybe. Oh, I yeah. don't know if I have a slogan or anything, but we can work on that. It's the first show, so you know we've got time. So today we're talking about changing the world, mm -hmm. and it's you know the question the question that I often come to when I think about this is who can really change the world? Um, I think we all know examples of people that have done great things with their life that have made an impact. And, but I think that, I think one of the things that we, that each of us struggles with is, you know, how valuable is my life in the course of my lifetime? Like how, you know, how am I able to really make a difference and I'll throw it to you, Doug. What are your thoughts on, you know, can can anyone really change the world? Or is it only the special, most talented, most uh, well-placed, you know, with the just the right events happening at the right time? Or is it only those kind of people that can change the world? Or can anybody change the world? Well, I think anyone obviously can change the world. The... The bigger question question is, uh, how do I view the world, um, and what kind of impact can I make? I think some people are meant to change uh, the world in a very significant way, as far as the amount of people they reach and what they accomplish. And I also think it's equally as important if if you can change your neighbor or raise a, a child that that understands the world view. Uh, has a good worldview. So I do believe we all have a, a very important uh, place to play in that. But I think the, the big challenge is people may view the world as something they can't impact anyway. So why even give it a shot? Why even try? Um, so that's the big hurdle, first of all, to get over. Yeah, I, I like what you said about it depends on how you look at the world. Um, one of the things that I have been working on in my own thinking to try to improve is that when you look at the world as the entire earth or every person that exists or everything that we know about you know history and culture that's a pretty arduous goal to have to make a difference on that scale 
But each one of us, we have our own worlds that we exist in. And the world that you live in, Doug, is not the same as the world that I live in. Not only do we live in different cities, uh, we do have a lot of similar relationships, but there's all kinds of people just in the house that you live around, you know, that neighborhood that you're in, the people around your house that are totally different than somebody else that's in the same city that you're in. There are people uh, that you will that you will see and that you will have an opportunity to minister to in, you know, in track and field and cross country and in that running environment that you're in that I would, I'll never meet them because I don't go there. And they're not in my world, but my world, uh, my world looks a little bit different. So, you know, I'm running into, uh, you know, I'm running into people, you know, some of them are at church, some of them are in the grocery store, some of them are my neighbors around my house. Uh, there's people that we, you know, that we invite over that, you know, we've made connections through other friends. Uh, and there's people in business that I have met uh, through some of the business work that I do. And so, one of the things that I have, you know, going back to my original thought about the way I'm changing my thinking is that I'm trying to learn how to change the world, the word the to my. Mm. And I think that's a really big difference. When you talk about changing my world versus changing the world, I think something, so, I think something significant happens that makes it a little bit more practical. Yeah, I think the, the world maybe almost too big of a, a concept to even wrap our minds around. I mean, if we're being honest, but changing my world obviously is something very doable, something that we can do. Let me ask you this, Rob, if you were to discover some some great technological thing that could vastly improve the world, starting with your neighbors, wouldn't you let them in on the secret? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's that's really what what I try to think about is, man, what have I discovered in my own life that can change the people around me? And um, it could be some of the situations that I've gone through, some decisions that I've made, um, or just things that I've come to learn and understand. And I want to make sure people around that know know the things that I've learned. As humans, we do this naturally. So, you know, two th two, in, in 2000, I moved to St. Louis, and in 2001, I was introduced to my first Apple computer. Yeah. And it was the iMac. It was the one that had the this round, this like semi-round, like a, a hemisphere of a base. Yeah. And then it had this, uh, this arm that kind of extended off of it that raised the screen up and down. You can't see me, but I'm doing it like right now. Uh, in, in person, but I'll, I'll take a picture of my hand moving up and down so you can visualize that if you want. But anyway, so there's this, this arm that raised the screen up and down and it looked like some kind of like little robot or something, but all of the, you know, all the ports and everything were built inside of it. And I used my first Mac and what I realized was, is it didn't freeze. Like at the time, you know, I was always afraid of losing my work because the programs would freeze, they would shut down, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just lost an hour and a half of work. And I realized that it didn't freeze. I realized that it ran really smooth, and we had that, you know, I was there for a full year, and at the time, you know, I don't know what PCs are like today because I have my own one in about 12 years, but um, 
you know, at the time, like we were going through computers like almost yearly. We were replacing computers. Laptops seemed like they were good for about six months and then you dealt with it for six months and then you tried to get a new one. Um, and computers, you could probably get two years out of it, but the last year was frustrating. So um, I became a Mac evangelist and I, everywhere I went, I just told people, I'm like, these things are awesome. I, I know they cost money. I know they're expensive. I know there's a price to pay, but you will be thankful. Um, and the biggest thing is, is I stopped losing my work. And it's to the point now where I, I don't remember the last time I lost my work. Well, I, I'm on the same page with you there. Think about this for a moment. We're talking about changing the world. Take a device like the iPhone. Um, in the last two years, I've been on some trips uh, to some very re remote areas of the country. Uh, two years ago, I was in southern Mexico in a mountain. If you can visualize this, you're on a mountain. As you look out, you see other mountains all around you. And I'm surrounded by a people group called the Chamulas. They're indigenous Indians in southern Mexico. They don't even know Spanish. So when I'm talking to them, I have two interpreters, English to Spanish, Spanish to whatever dialect wow. they're speaking. But you know what we had in common? What's that? iPhones. You kidding me? We had iPhones. I had an iPhone. They had an iPhone. I, you know, it was just unbelievable to me. I thought even in a region this far removed from my world, we have something similar. Last year, uh, I was in Bulgaria on a mission trip, and we got the opportunity to, to be around a group of people, um, uh, the gypsies. And, I mean, I was in this community where there was children without clothes, um, very, very poor, very, very remote I mean, our worlds couldn't be more different, yet everywhere I looked, people had phones in their pockets, iPhones. Um, so talking about changing the world, obviously uh, this is something that we could point to, made a huge impact all across this world. Yeah, and really what my, really what my greater point in this story is, is just that we will talk about the things that are important to us. Yeah. Uh, we all do it, and you know, there was, there was a season you know, around 2005 where people were like, oh, you're one of those crazy Mac people. And today, you know, in the U.S. alone, like 45% of all smartphones are Apple smartphones uh, running iOS. And, you know, that kind of stereotype has kind of gone away. But, the you know, but we all have products that we love. It could be a restaurant that we're like, oh, when you visit, we're going to take you there because you have to try it out. In Danville, you have to go to Gross Burger. Got to go to Gross Burgers. Got to go to Gross Burger. And I, Custard Cup for dessert. I can't explain. The, the guy's last name is Gross. I just throw that out there for anyone listening. Yeah, the, they're actually delicious. Yes. Delicious product. It's not like a slider from White Castle. No. Devin, no. are you a White Castle guy? I've actually never eaten at a White Castle, so I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is there a place where you get sliders? Yeah, uh, I guess uh, where I come from in Tennessee, we like to do uh, crystals. Uh, crystals is uh, probably the best steam burger you get. All right. So, would you tell somebody about is that is that the kind of place you take? Where would you take me in Tennessee, Devin? Uh, there's a restaurant called Calhoun's. It would definitely take you there. All right. Tell me what you like about it. Um, ribs, 
ribs. They've got the world's best ribs. And so are they like rubbed or they have a sauce or how does that work? You can get them either way. Either way. And, and what, what do you get? I get them with the sauce. They make their own sauce there. It's, it's amazing. It's a nice atmosphere. Most of them have a microbrewery in it as well. So it's extremely well done. Um, it's very professional. Uh, kind of uppity as I like to call it. <laughs> uppity. So we're going to get a high class. We're going to get a high class rib is the way you're going to describe it mm-hmm. to me. So, you know, we do that. You know, we, we'll talk about the things that we love. And that's that's kind of the way I look at changing the world. It's like, you know, there's something that's already going on inside of us. There's something there's something in our life that we have to offer um, because, you know, if you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Jesus, if God has done a work in your heart, if you've been set free from something, you know, you could be on day one and just barely be saved. And you're just like, well, I'm just in the kingdom, but we're excited about it. Um, and there's a joy in our heart and, uh, I'm going to go off track for a little bit here, but, uh, you know, our culture has changed a lot, uh, when it comes to talking about Jesus, like I'm on Facebook and, you know, I look at all this political stuff and everybody wants to spew their love or hate for whoever, you know, they're talking about. Um, but people don't like to hear very much, you know, in general about Jesus. Why do you, why do you think that is Doug? Wow. Why don't people want to hear about Jesus? Was there ever a point in your life you didn't want to hear about Jesus? <laughs> I, I there, sure was, there was in mine. No, in my you know, in my life I I grew up in a non-Christian home and I went to church about four times in my life. People had invited me to church and every single time I gave my heart to the Lord. And I went home and no one brought me back to church. And so being in a non-Christian home with no example of what it even means to be a Christian, like I prayed for like 30 days and then I was like, I guess I'm just, I'm just the same again. And so I was like ready to go. And so when I got saved, I was like all in really quick. So I didn't really know anything about Jesus. Um, you know, when I didn't know anything about Jesus until I actually started going to church, but, um, I don't know, maybe I was different than a lot of other people. Well, I think people don't want to hear about Jesus, it's because they don't want to hear from the person who is representing Jesus. Mm. I think that's what turns people off and makes them uncomfortable, and and uh, we've probably misrepresented the product, you know, in light of everything that that we've been talking about, uh, and that's the challenge for us too. Uh, if we're going to change the world, we got to make sure we're representing the greatest product, so to speak, which is the good yeah. news, the message of Jesus in the most accurate way, a way where people are begging to have that. Just like when you travel, like I said, no matter where you go in the world, it can be the most remote area in the world, but people are, say, are saying, I've got to have that. And um, that's, that's what we've got to do. So, so, you say, so you're putting it really on the messengers. Well, I, obviously the message of the cross is going to bring us to a, a place where we're uncomfortable Mm-hmm. It's going to, but we shouldn't offend people in the process to that message. Um, uh, we have to, we have to attract people. We have to be attractive. We got to bring people to a place where it's um, they're confronted with with Jesus Christ Himself. Am I going to accept Him, reject Him? How is my life going to uh, be with Him without Him? But if we if we hinder people in that process, that's where the the breakdown happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I, I think that's really good. I think that people, I think our presentation is, is sometimes poor. Like if we had a friend that made it onto American Idol, like we would tell everybody in a joyful, excited, like we wouldn't be afraid to tell people that mm-hmm. news. And I feel like a lot of people, the way they present it is either it's like take it or leave it. Like I'm just going to throw it at you. So where we don't, we don't butter it up. We don't tell an exciting story. You know, we don't tell about the journey. We don't, we don't do any of that. We're just like, you need it. Or, (laughs) you know, and people are like, no, I am doing quite all right, actually. Right. Um, Or we don't give them anything exciting to see. So we're just like, you know, we can, you know, like in the American, American Idol example, it would be like, if I was telling you, Devin, and I was like, you know, I have this friend and, you know, and he, he's really, he, he's such a good singer and, you know, he traveled and he did this thing and then he came back and man, it was awesome. Wouldn't you like to see that? I'd be like, well, that's not the greatest story I've ever heard. I mean, now you tell me that, you know, Simon Cowell's there and Jennifer Lopez and, you know, and you tell me that, you know, he went through six stages of this before he made it on TV and, you know, uh, you know, that, you know, we, we, I think we struggle as Christians in the way that we present Jesus and making it attractive. And the truth is, is that, you know, the gospel is, is very attractive to people, to people who realize that there's more to life than just themselves, to people that are going through pain, to people that, um, you know, want to be good, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of people that feel guilty. They're trying to be so good and they're feeling so guilty at the same time. Um, there's so many, there's so, there's so much wired into our DNA that's ready to receive Jesus. If it's just presented in a way that we can relate to it. And that's, that's something I think is missing a lot. Yeah. Well, what about that person out there right now that's listening and saying, not, you know, I really like the way my life is. Everything's good. I don't need to change. I don't need something that you're offering me. You know, I'm not buying. I'm not buying what you're selling. I, you know, Jesus had lots of people in his life that weren't receiving anything he had to say. And, you know, he, he, told, the, he told the disciples when he sent them out, he's like, if people don't receive you, he's like, brush your feet off and keep moving. And I, um, I think that we can feel like we need to be everyone's savior and that puts us in a position where we're trying to make something happen that's not ready to happen. Um, every person, God will reveal himself to every person. And um, I have no doubt that throughout that person's life that's feeling that way, that they will have opportunities to, be, to come face-to-face with a decision to, to meet God, to embrace his love, to feel his love, um, and to receive the acceptance of our Father. But just because just because they're not ready now doesn't mean that we need to make it happen. And so what I would say to somebody who, if they were talking to that person, is I would say, you know, pray. You know, pray and see if this is the right timing because if there's not an attraction there, uh, then you're force-feeding somebody something that they don't want. And that's just going to be, that's just going to put people off. I mean, if my kid doesn't want to eat dinner and I start shoving it in his mouth, uh, there's gonna be a lot of screaming. There's gonna be a lot of crying. There's gonna, I mean, you, you wouldn't believe how kids can keep their mouth shut when you're trying to put food in there. It's, you know, <laughs> or, or spit it right back in your face. And, yeah. uh, well, um, 
let's say, you know, I believe I'm called to be a world changer. What about the dead ends that you seem to kind of run down, walk down in your life? I'm, I'm called to be a world changer, but every time I approach somebody in my life, I feel like they just, uh, you know, they just don't want to receive what I, what I'm saying, what I, the message that I'm, I'm presenting. At what point uh, do you keep pressing through? At what point do you give up? Do you ever give up? Um, and I think that's a, a legitimate question. You know, this is something that we'd probably like to hear from other people. Uh, you know, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I. Um, so the first thing I would say is don't get discouraged. Um, I would say that this, you know, like anything in your life, there's going to be things that you're going to be skilled at quickly and things that are going to take time to develop skills to do and delivering hope, delivering a message, delivering Christ is not, you know, not everybody is going to be, you know, uh, they're not, you know, they're not all going to be out of this world the first time that they try to do it, but don't be discouraged as you're in the process of, of learning how to do that. Um, we definitely need to hear more from the Holy Spirit. We definitely need to know, uh, you know, when to press the buttons. We definitely need to know how far to push. We definitely need to know, we need to be asking God, you know, uh, what is what is the need that this person has? Do they need hope? Do they need healing? How, God, do you want to reveal yourself to this person? Do you, should we pray for them to get, get healed or should we pray for them to get saved? Should we pray for them to... Uh, release forgiveness and bitterness that they maybe have there everyone has everyone has a door to their heart and if we're focusing on the wrong doors we're gonna it, they're gonna be locked but when you when you find the right door and there's somebody in the room waiting uh, that's when you're gonna really have the opportunity to see something happen and you know that's why I say you know it may not be their time, but don't be discouraged about that. Just keep praying for them, um, and don't be, don't think that you're going to be Billy Graham, you know, at the beginning of, you know, the beginning of your your ministry. You know, it, it takes it takes time to get wiser. It takes it takes time to learn God's voice in those situations. You brought up a great point uh, when you mentioned the Holy Spirit and praying and desiring more of that in our life. And the Holy Spirit really brings a tremendous awareness into our life, not just about who we are, absolutely, but about the people that are around us. Now, have you ever played paintball before? Yes. It hurts, doesn't it? Yes. Especially when you get hit right in the neck or right in the inner part of your thigh. Top I, of your head. I, you know, I... I remember the first time I played paintball. Uh, I just thought, man, this is going to be great. We're going to shoot each other. There's one thing I, I wasn't aware of, and that's the pain that comes along with paintball. Mm -hmm. Most people don't think about that. Uh, first time playing, I'm laying on the ground. This is a blast, man. Paintball's flying through the air. One of them went right underneath my, my mask and hit me right in the neck, and I couldn't breathe. I mean, it was painful, and I thought, man, this is real. And I tell you what, the most aware I've ever been in my life, I think, is when I when I paintballed after I felt that pain of getting hit. I'll tell you a story about one of my uh, friends I was paintballing with, and he's laying in the weeds, hiding, and I can't see him, and I'm running through, and I'm, you know, at this point, I'm kind of scared because I don't want to get hit with this paintball, and I'm running, running, looking, looking, 
And next thing I know, he pops up right in front of me and he shoots me about three times right on the inside of my thigh. And I'm going to tell you, I was, I'm a grown man at this point in my life and I fell down to the ground and I cried. It I, hurt I so wish, bad, bro. I wish the listeners could see this because Doug is like running around with guns in his hands right now. His, his thumbs are up and his fingers are pointing and he's looking left and right. This is good stuff. Well, you know, and so, you know, all these thoughts begin to pop into my mind is obviously connected to pain and not wanting to feel it. But um, I became very aware of my surroundings in that moment. Now we relate that to our day-to-day lives. How often do we go through life and we're not aware of the people around us? How, how we don't pick up on cues and how we don't listen to people when they talk. And, and I think being a world changer, I think a, a great first step is just simply being aware. God's yeah. put people in our lives that we're supposed to talk to and maybe even not talk to, but people just want to look at us. I've heard another story about uh, a guy, he was a pastor, and we. I think this is something we all do. When we load our groceries into our car, what do we do with the cart? Most of us just ditch it right there. And this guy, he uh, explained how all of a sudden he became aware that maybe somebody from his church or maybe somebody was thinking about going to his church might be watching and how irresponsible it would look for him to just leave his cart right there where another car could could hit it or it could roll away in the wind. And so that changed the way he lived his life, but because he was aware that someone might be watching watching him. And he thought that could potentially change someone's someone Absolutely. else's world. So Yeah, I like that. So so can anyone be a world changer? I, I would say yes. I, I would say absolutely. I would say that we were left here on this earth to make a difference. Um, mm-hmm. If it was just about worshiping God, um, you know, we could do that in heaven. You know, I mean, he could take us right now. We could be gone and we could be in his presence forever. Uh, I think that he does want us to progress in our relationship with him, grow closer to him, know him deeper before we get to heaven. But there's a reason why we're still here. And um, I do believe that anyone can. I think uh, a couple things that, that we talked about. One is being aware, mm-hmm. um, being aware of the people around us. And we talked about changing the word the to my world um, and realizing that it's, you know, you don't have to think completely outside of yourself to make a difference. You know, there's places that you already are. I wrote this down. I said, you know, God doesn't call the gifted, but he does gift the called. And I think this goes a little bit with what you know, you were saying about uh, somebody that was struggling with a, a little bit with evangelism. I mean, we're not all going to be, um, you know, Billy Graham, for instance. We have a friend named Bill who, I mean, he's never met a stranger. Uh, he walks into a room. He's got four new friends. And, you know, he'll if I, I, rem, I I'm serious. Every single time we went to Steak and Shake, somebody was crying and praying for salvation, it seemed like uh, in our college days. I mean, he just knew how to dive into people's hearts. He knew how to uh, he was skilled, and uh, and I like this idea that God doesn't call the gifted, but He does gift the called. And if if you have a relationship with Jesus, you are called by God, and um, He will put gifts inside of you. And your you know your gifts might not look like my gifts, and that's okay. You know, um, I think a lot of people do a lot of comparing. I think it takes the pressure off also uh, when you become comfortable, you know, one of our topics eventually will be about identity, and we have to 
first of all, understand who we are and we'll be comfortable with that. This is who I am. This is the way God has created me and not try to, I'm not going to be a Rob Elder. Um, and I never you will don't want, be. You don't want to be a Rob Elder. <laughs> Vice versa. There's only, there's only one of me and be thankful, be thankful. The world, the world will be better off with one of me. <laughs> right, right. I think, I think people try too hard to be somebody else. So, hey man, just be comfortable with yourself be comfortable with the skills and talents you have. God's designed you and created you perfectly to do uh, what you're doing and what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I got to. So the next thing I have written down, this is a perfect follow up to what you just said, is I, I wrote I wrote this down. I said, once we know our purpose, it's a game changer because we you know, you have something and you know what that something is and you know what you have to offer. And I think that's what that what that is what will help us to not feel like we have to compare or measure up to someone else because there is a unique identity for us and there's something unique inside of us. We just have to find it. And once we find that, we'll better know how to make a difference. Um, you know, I, I if you put me on stage to sing, I'm, we'd have problems. I mean, you I don't know. Maybe you've heard me sing in prayer, prayer meetings I or wherever. Um, I have, you don't, I, you don't want that. I couldn't hear your voice over my own voice in my own head. So <laughs> it was equally, equally bad, but, but that's okay. But I, I did it with all my heart. Yes. Yeah. And, and you too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah. I make a joyful noise. It's joyful in my heart. And, <laughs> um, you know, to God, I'm sure it sounds like Frank Sinatra, but yeah. you know, to the people around me, it sounds like, you know, dogs that have, you know, been left out in the cold all night. So, um, but no, but each, but that's okay. Um, I, I think, I think that's something we see in a lot of young people. We, both of us, you know, I've done college ministry, youth ministry. Um, Doug has been in, uh, in youth ministry, children's ministry, uh, for a long time. Um, when, when did you start doing youth ministry? How old were you? Officially, I started in, uh, the year 2000 after, after some training. So I've been in it for 16 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was uh, mid to late twenties. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and so, you know, we see, you know, in youth ministry, we see lots of kids that are trying to fit in with a crowd, you know, yeah. so they change their identity, like they'll change their clothes, their hair, they'll change their language, the words they use, they'll, uh, they'll change everything to fit into that group. And then three weeks later, it's a whole new, new identity. <laughs> and we hope that you know by the time you get out of college and you start to get your career going we hope that people have that figured out but to be honest the truth is you know there's a lot of people that you know they're just living you know they don't know what they're living for they don't know what they're made for um there's a lot of people that you know they're stuck and um i just i just want to encourage you hang in there with us on this because we're going to dive into this and this is going to be a big topic um, and I really believe that understanding who you are is a game changer for, uh, for the rest of your life. And, um, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing better than doing the thing that you were made to do. It's so much different than doing the things that you were not made to do. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. saw, I saw Doug, um, I, I saw on Facebook, I'm just talking about Facebook today, but I saw on Facebook this video um, maybe you guys have seen this, but uh, you should look it up. But uh, Jim Carrey, the comedian, he's giving uh, some kind of, I don't even know where he was. He was like doing a commencement speech or something. And 
Did you see this? Uh, I actually didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, I'll have to go back and watch it. It oh man, it uh, this it's uh, blew me away. It's like so on with. Did you see this, Devin? Okay, so Devin saw it. So he, did you post it? Okay, so I read it from you. So anyway, so he's given this commencement speech and he's talking about how so many people do things that they were never made to do. He talks about his dad and he's like, my dad would have been an amazing comedian. I mean, he, I mean, he, and he, you can just, you can see the, the respect that he has for his father and how funny he was. And, you know, and I, I'm watching it and I'm like, Oh, like father, like son, you know, and the son, you know, fulfilled the dream. And he says, you know, my dad was, my dad would have been an amazing comedian, but instead he chose to be an accountant. Can you believe the contrast of that? Can you, I, I would never, I would never put a circus performer in an office environment. I just think that that would be a really bad fit. His dad became an accountant because he didn't think he could provide for his family doing comedy. And here his son, you know, probably fulfilled a similar type of legacy that he would have had. Um, and he learned it all, you know, he learned about comedy and, and humor and probably selling, telling stories and how to make people laugh from his father. Um, and his son becomes wildly famous, wildly successful because he did the thing he was made to do. And his dad probably hated his life. I mean, probably was miserable, but he played it safe and he just did something. And I, I just, I, what blew me away is I'm like, how many people, I mean, I, I guarantee you there are people listening right now that are like, that is me. Like I, like I'm just stuck in a job. I'm stuck. Um, doing things that, you know, I, I, I'm comparing myself to others or I'm following other people or I just don't know who I am. And those are things that we want to see change uh, in, in the lives of people that we minister to. That's why we're starting a church. Uh, that's why I'm starting a church. That's why Devin moved up here to help me. Um, and um, we're doing it because people need to know what they were created for. And when you know that, and you begin to grow in that, and you begin to make your life about the thing that you're made for, it is a game changer. So the next thing I want to cover here is, uh, what if nobody cares? What if nobody cares that you want to change the world? You know, I, I know, I know you, Doug, you, you know, you've told me for a long time that, you know, you'll probably always be a part of doing missions somewhere you know, doing something with missions or helping people. Um, have you ever, have you ever ran across a person, a family member, a friend who wasn't supportive of the things that were in your heart to do, whether it was, you know, full-time ministry or, you know, missions work or, you know, have you ever, have you ran across that and how did, how did you approach it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've got to, I guess I got to think about it here. I've, I've had people in my life, um, curious why I've, why I've followed the path that I've followed the journey that I've been on in my own life. Uh, for a lot of people, it probably wouldn't even make sense. Um, why I've made some of the decisions I've made as far as, um, even my profession. Um, I, I will tell you early on before I started youth ministry, you asked me how long I've been in it. I knew you know, some people are very ambitious. My life has been more like a comic book where Spider-Man discovers some sort of 
special power that he has, but yet he he's kind of uncomfortable with it. He knows he has it, but yet it's like the further he tries to remove himself from from the ability that he has. Now, who wouldn't like to be able to climb on walls and shoot, you know, cobwebs? Wouldn't that be pretty cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, and you know, my my story is 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 not simple. I don't have superpowers, Rob. So don't no. get me wrong. I was gonna say you can't climb on walls. Well, I did try a couple times. Okay, uh, broken arms, stuff like that happens. But um, you know, it's kind of been the way my life has gone. I I knew that I had a a gifting, a calling. I had a purpose in life, and the more I resisted it, the more it was like God was just pushing me into it. Other people obviously are more ambitious and, and want to pursue God or, or life or whatever. And um, so fast forward a few years, I, you know, reluctantly answer the call of God on my life and go to school, get trained. And next step is, man, what do I do now? I'm going to uh, work, work with a church, a group of people. And prior to making that decision, I had a few opportunities that I could have taken opportunities that paid really well and you know working in a church sometimes the uh the 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 financial pay you know sometimes it's not that great and i can still remember there was somebody in my life that gave me a hard time said you know why would you why would you give up this position or this opportunity or that opportunity because it paid well good benefits take care of my family very well and i had a choice to make am i going to pursue something that would do that or am I gonna be forced in pursuit to to what God had called me to do and I chose you know I chose to to go and partner with the church and work in that ministry um did you now do you regret it no not one bit not one bit um obviously it was difficult at times um you know when you look at you know paying your bills and taking care of your your kids and your family um that can be tough but there's nothing that can replace, um, at the end of the day, there's nothing that can replace that that feeling that you have when you know you're doing what God has called you to do. Mm. It could be anything. It could be a doctor, a teacher. Uh, for me, yeah. it just happened to be uh, in the ministry as a, as a pastor. So it's risky. You know, you have to really be secure that you've heard God's voice and you have to trust Him. Um, those things are really important. Uh, why would you want to change the world? I think, well, I know why I want to. Um, I think, I think I want to cover this from why somebody else would want to. So, let's say somebody's listening today and they're thinking, they're thinking about, you know, why would they, why, why should they care about this? Why would they want to do this? Um, I would. The thing that I would say is the reason why I want to. The reason why I think other people should want to is because the world does need us, and. If you, you know, we started this conversation talking about, you know, if you have something great to offer, you know, we were talking about technology and, uh, you know, if you found this great discovery, wouldn't you want to share it? Um, you know, we, we found a savior. We're, we're, we have something that everybody needs. Uh, the question is, is do we love the people enough hmm. to put ourselves out there? to take risks, to risk rejection, to risk, you know, people, you know, casting us out of their circles, um, to give our lives to them. Um, you know, Jesus gave up heaven to give us life. 
and to serve us and to show us the way, to show us who God is and how to live and how, you know, what this Christian life was going to be about. And now we're here and we're called to do the same thing. The reason why anyone would want to change the world is because something so great has happened in your life that you don't want anyone to miss out on it. And I think it starts there. I think it starts there and that has to grow. And you have, I think that, I think you have to get that deep down in your heart at some point that the world needs you and you have something uh, that, that you need to give back to them. And, um, I don't know. That's what I would say. You know, why, why would you, why would you want to change the world? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a great question. I think there's probably a, a lot of people that are listening right now thinking, you know, why would, why would I want to change the world? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the challenge. I, I guess. asked, I, I, you know, I had a conversation, uh, Devin and I were, uh, you know, we get together once a week with a friend of ours and, you know, we're just trying to, we're just trying to move forward in life. We're setting goals. We're, you know, we're trying to, um, challenge each other. It's kind of like, you know, kind of like an accountability thing. Like if you were working out and you wanted to, you know, you want to make sure that your buddy's there every time that you work out and that you're pushing each other, you're challenging each other. That's kind of something that we do. And, you know, Devin, Devin and, and my buddy Tyler, he, he brought up this idea of changing the world. And, and they said, you know, they said to me like, you know, people don't, people don't care about that phrase. It's just too generic. They've heard it so many times. Tell me, you know, explain, explain some of, um, exp- explain some of what you guys were, were sharing with me about the concept of changing the world. Cause I want to, what I want to do is I want to dive into that a little bit and I want to break it down and, and bring the life into it. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you know, I think it, it boils down to miscommunication. Um, you know, and, and that's just something that's going on personal in my life this week. You know, the Lord showed me that, uh, through miscommunicating with other people such as yourself or, uh, Tyler even, um, that I miscommunicate with him. Um, and, and either, uh, the uh, I, I'm hearing him wrong or I'm perceiving what I say to him wrong. Uh, but uh, the uh, the phrase uh, changing the world, um, yeah, it's it's kind of cliche, uh, you know, and uh, but I, I do like where where you changed it, though, to changing my world, because if we become world changers in our lives, the world is going to change. So you, you think that a lot of people have heard this over and over again and, you know, they've heard it somewhere, you know, somebody was going to do something. And what you're saying is, is that we've heard it so much that it it's kind of like the word love, like, oh, I love you. I love that. I love this. It's like it's not as powerful as what it should be. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, and I agree with that. Um, you know, it's. I'm trying to think of what I want to say. Um But what, yeah, so, you know, I get, I, you know, I get where you're coming from. And so what, the reason why I bring this up, the reason why I bring you on to ask you about this is because I do think there's some, I, I believe that there are people that are thinking the same thing, like, oh, okay, they're, you know, these guys are, they're being a little bit 
too big for their own shoes, you know? Well, I think a lot of people think that, you know, well, let's see a product. You know, let's see some. Show so, me. Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, let me follow your footsteps for a minute, you know, and, and watch you. Um, and Doug, he hinted on that, you know, um, having the guys watch them and, and stuff like that, um, with the grocery cart in the parking lot, you know? Um, so, I mean, it all boils down to, you know, who we're going to represent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and that's, and that's why I had you bring this up or this is why I brought you on to talk about it is because I do think that when people hear this, they are going to, you know, think that we're talking about fairy tales and, um, I'm dead serious about this. Like, this is a big deal. Uh, you know, I told, I told, you know, Tyler was like, I think you should really, you know, change that concept. I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm going to put meaning into this. This, You know, if, if the reason, if the reason you think that this is something that people will tune out because they've heard it before is because you think that it's been overused, um, then I'm going to be the one that changes what that means. Um, and so for me, for me, changing the world is about changing my world. It is about what we can do. It, it doesn't have to be something so large that uh, we can't even grasp the concept of it. It's something that's absolutely doable. And so um, if you're listening, you're thinking about that, I want you to know that, yes, you can make a difference. Yes, uh, we are going to make a difference. And we're, that's why we're doing this show. We're going to talk about it. We're going to show you. Uh, we're going to give examples of things that God is doing in our life. We're going to keep challenging ourselves. We're going to grow. And that's the part that I'm excited about, about this show is I'm excited about the stories. I'm excited about the people that are going to send us their stories. Um, I'm excited about reading those on, you know, on the podcast so that, so that other people can hear how lives are being changed. And the cool thing about, I'm sure you guys have both seen this, but I, I have always found that the more that you give to other people, the more joy it brings into your own life. It's almost like the more you, tr- like I see this in giving, it's like the more you try to hold on to it, uh, hold on to your, your resources, it's like the more unsatisfied you are with your resources. But the more you give away, whether it's, you know, your time or whether it's, you know, finances, you know, you buy someone's lunch, like that's the best feeling that I probably ever get is serving someone else. And I think that the more that we share our stories, I think other people are going to be like, I want to have my own stories. And I believe that they're going to send in their stories and we're going to be like, man, I've got a lot of work to do. Like I've got to grow. Like I've got to, I've got to stretch myself. So anyway, I think that's a good place to wrap for today. Um, you know, we've got a lot of the things that we could talk about, but, um, I don't know. I think that was good. Yep, I think it was great, Rob. Hey, what if somebody wants to find us? How can they find the show? How can they find us? Yeah, so if you're looking for us, the best place to find us is at livemovement.com forward slash podcast. That is the livemovement or that is livemovement.com. No, the livemovement.com forward slash podcast. And when you go there, you're going to be able to find all of the episodes of the show. You're going to be able to find links to where we're at on iTunes so you can subscribe onto iTunes and you're going to uh, find show notes. So, you know, we will include show notes and uh, places where you can jump uh, into the middle of the conversation. So if there was a part 
that you wanted to share with somebody. Uh, you don't have to re re-listen to the whole show to find it again. Uh, you can go to the show notes. And some people may actually even enjoy reading the show notes versus even listening to the show. So uh, we're going to include that. It's going to be very exhaustive. It's going to be it's going to be really really good. So yeah, you can go on to iTunes to find us. And we want to hear we want to hear from the listeners. How yes. might they email us or? Yes. You want me to give out your cell phone number? Uh, uh no. Okay. No, I think uh, I, I want to be open, um, but I want to I want to be I want to be responsible and reasonable. Let's do podcast at livemovement.com and you can send in your questions there. We'd love to read them on the air. You can ask us about any of the topics uh, that we mentioned that we're covering um, and we'll try to answer your questions. We're going to be talking a lot about mission, identity, purpose. We're going to be talking about changing the world. We're going to be talking about uh, worship and serving people and serving the world around us. So send in your questions about that and we will bring them into the right topics and we'll answer your questions online. We'll read your name. Uh, you can you can send them there. Uh, Doug, where if somebody wants to connect with you online, social media, uh, where would you where would they be able to find you? Check me out on Twitter at Douglas Hummer. And they can find me there. Follow me. So not Doug Hummer. Not Doug Hummer. There was already another Doug Hummer. Good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Douglas Hummer. Douglas Hummer there on Twitter. Um, Follow all my stuff. Um, Rob, what about you, man? Where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook at RobElder80. They can also find me on Snapchat at RobElder80. I'm going to go check you out right now. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of the live podcast.